Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got the whole gang. I've got Lauren, Sharpie, and Steve. Hello. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. Didn't I just see you like a couple days ago, Lisa? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I got to see everyone. But who's your favorite person to see? Come on. Mickey. You can you can tell us. Mickey. No? Okay. Mm. okay. So, oh my gosh. I think we have to do about 17 shows to catch up with everything that's happening. Wow. There's, yeah. There's, there's been a lot. a lot of Disney news. Well, it's not just that, but we've been doing so much as well. And so we're going to go through as much as we can, as efficiently as we can. Um, and we're going to start with kind of a report back from uh, D23 and some of the news that's going around. And there have been a lot of announcements. So, Steve. Oh, I get to start? You do. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so D23 came and went. There's a ton of news. Uh, so I'm going to start you off with Disney Cruise Line and Disney Cruise Line. We knew the fifth ship was on its way. There's actually three new Cruise Line ships coming. So there's already four. So there'll be a total of seven. But the first one, the, the name has been announced. And this is a name that I think we talked about um, years ago. Oh, well, it's a given. It's an obvious name and it does sound great. So this is the given name. It's going to be called the Disney... Wish. What, and you? I wonder if they're going to do Wishes fireworks off the back of it. Wishes. That would, that would encourage you to, to book it. I mean. Mm-hmm. It would encourage me to cruise daily, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would move in. It would be easy. No, no, no. I don't think you're going to get Wishes off the back of the ship, Lauren. And it's, it's well, and not only there. that, but Disney would really have to enhance their internet for me to be able to work from there. <laughs> <laughs> But it's coming out. It will start sailing. Its first sailing is January 2022, a little over two years away. And the uh, character that's on the back of the ship, the uh, stern Stern character, character. is uh, Rapunzel. Which I love. And the lobby. And and who's with him? Her. Sorry. Who's with her? Oh, that little green thing. Pascal. Wow. Pascal. Look at you go, he didn't Steve. even he didn't even look at anything. Mm-hmm. He was staring me right in the eyes mm-hmm. and he came up with that. Pascal. But I ha- no he was channeling you. He yeah. must have been. Or he was listening to me talk to Brooke earlier because yeah. I was saying, Oh look, and they even have Pascal. So yeah. So Rapunzel Pascal, three story lobby like on I believe that's what it is on the other ships, if I count. I think so, yeah. Um and even the lobby has that kind of in the artist renditions of the Artwork, you know, it has that Rapunzel flowing hair feel to kind of the uh, railings and everything in the lobby. So it's very cool. I wonder how many passengers the ship is going to hold. I don't know, but I believe these are slightly larger than the uh, existing Disney ships. Well, you've got the Wonder and the Magic that are kind of medium size, and then the large ones are Fantasy and Dream. So this one's. So are they in between? This one's actually slightly. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I I remember reading this and I can't, I don't know if it's this one. I know, I believe this one is slightly larger than the fantasy. Uh, And then I believe the third one. Larger than the fantasy? But not by much. Well, Lisa will look this up. We'll report report back. I'm looking at it right now. I I need to know. I I kind of need to know this. 
the yeah. new ships will be larger than the I can't imagine. fantasy. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they're slightly Disney larger. Disney wish. So, but that's okay. They look stunning. Wow, the drawing of the lobby. Yeah, you mm-hmm. get that whole feel. stunning. Doesn't it? It's got that hair. Like hair. I mean. Lots of vacuuming going on in there. Stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the carpets, all the hair. So yeah. the cruise Paisley. line sails four ships, the smaller 2,700. Mm-hmm. 4,000 passenger fantasy. There's going to be a salon right in the middle. You can get your hair cut anywhere in the lobby. That's the new theme. Rapun- Steve. The Rapunzel ship. <laughs> Steve. Just drape it over the balcony. Three haircuts. Do you get a oh, discount if you're bald? It's That's like a, a stretch, Steve. It is. It's like a giant bibbidi-bobbidi boutique right there. Okay, so the three ships is going to get us into a hairy situation. <laughs> will be about fourteen thousand tons bigger than the Dream and the Fantasy, but we'll have the same number of staterooms. Well, that's nice. Which probably means more suites and things like that, and more mm-hmm. public spaces. Well, you got all that hair weighs a lot. <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. So anyways, that's the first story. We've got about a seven-hour show in, in tail if we keep going at this race. Strap so yourself in, get your wine, and come along for the ride. Or, or your if, if, if you're one of those th- those listeners who has frequently requested longer shows for longer commutes, this you is your show. Now, am I supposed to do to please. Am I supposed to do the next thing in the or is it um we take turns. I know. So what's the next no, thing on the list? Next up is Lisa. And what I'm is up your... next. Oh no, Sharpie's next. Sharpie's next. Does he have the island? I have he Disney Cruise Line. Uh-huh. New, <clears throat> newly announced uh, at the D23 conference. Newly announced. Uh, it has been a long time in the coming, and and had uh, leaked uh, additional details in in the months leading up. However, Lighthouse Point uh, has officially been announced. Um, Construction could begin in 2020 um, with completion as late as 2022 or 2023. Uh, This is Disney's new private island. Unlike Castaway Key, uh, this island uh, is part of another island. Um, So it, it will... There, there's, there's still some, some rumors floating about this island that this island may, uh, contain some standalone villas. Those are rumors, really, not confirmed, um, because it is part of a larger island. Disney Cruise Line could never house anyone, a, a guest, overnight on the island because it does not have access to medical services. So being part of another island, it is a possibility. Once again, this is this is entirely rumored uh, that they could be looking at developing this as an as a an overnight or longer experience. So once again, rumors. So take it take it for what it's worth. So Sharpie uh, spreading rumors. I, I I can't help myself. <laughs> I truly can't. Um, but. The the uh, the brainchild of Animal Kingdom uh, and Disney's Alani Resort, none other than Joe Rody, uh, is working on the development of Lighthouse Point. Uh, there's still a lot of of a uh, lot of eyes to be dotted and a lot of T's to be crossed on on this development. Um, the way 
the way that the the portion of the island is situated um that Disney is developing it is of course at the end of the island uh and it it will not have a direct dock like Castaway Key does uh there will be a pier uh there'll be a a a cruise ship berth just off of the shore uh but there will be a long pier to walk down in order to get onto the island uh so for those who have been to Castaway Key you know the cruise ship berth is right there it docks right on the island you hop off the ship bam you're on the island so this and and, and i mean it's speculated that that the that the uh, the pier is going to be as as much as a quarter of a mile long, so it's not going to be a, a real quick walk down the down the pier. It's going to you know take a little bit. Uh, well, I wonder the if they're doing that because they have trouble docking sometimes at Castaway. That, that's that's part of it, but the other part is they are really looking at the environmental impact specifically with this island uh because the the their the way this island is structured on that on that end of the island um they would have to have disturbed a, a very very large portion of the island in order for this for that to have happened so the other thing that's that's kind of neat about this island is that there is a there's like a back bay lagoon on the island uh on that on that portion uh, on on the end, so half of the island will be on one half of the lagoon, half will be on the other side of the lagoon, um, and this is going to be a much, from from my perspective, a much higher end development than Castaway Key. Uh, I see Castaway Key as like a very rustic type of experience. I mean, of course, there are there are regular bathrooms and all that stuff, but it, it's very island nation esque. Um, where this is focusing on the art, the architecture, and the artisans of the Bahamas. So it's a very different approach uh, than, than, than the themed nature of uh, Castaway Key with, with the kind of ramshackle shack type of, of appearance that they went for and, and executed very well. Um, but it's going to be very colorful, very vibrant, uh, it's it's pulling a lot from the the art and artisans. Uh, there are going to be a lot of different structures, water play areas. It's going to be a very different experience than Castaway Key. That's that's for certain. Yeah, well, Royal Caribbean did their uh, Perfect Day Island, which is a kind of water park villas, like the the whole next step of this. So I'm sure Disney's pulling pieces from there that they like, and then I've. Uh, I remember, was it Norwegian Cruise Line on their island was actually doing air-conditioned villas that you could rent. So they've all kind of stepped up the extra, the extras that you can buy and purchase uh, instead of just getting off on their private island. So we'll see if that works in Disney's favor and if they do something like that, or if they do more real uh, modern buildings instead of, like you were saying, like the little bungalows. And at the end of this kind of development campaign for Disney Cruise Line, uh, Disney's fleet will be up to seven ships. Yeah, that'll be nice. So the four that currently exist and then three new ships. And the Wish will be the first one of those new ships. Very fascinating. Definitely. 
I I'm I often wonder whether this will dramatically reduce nope the overall fare on Disney Cruise Line because at some point there is a breaking point where the cruise industry is extremely competitive. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter. That's my prediction. I, I think I, I, I personally believe it's going to, it's going to lower their overall fare, not dramatically, but uh-uh. seasonally, especially, I think, it, I think they will have to do some promotion in order to, to fill seven ships. We may see things like the kids sell free come back. Y- yes. That would be nice. But, um, for like Alaska and for your ports that you can't fill, fill the kids ones, the kid friendly. Um, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to lower. I'll be shocked. We should double down and place a bet. Oh boy. <laughs> the problem is we won't remember the bet by the time all seven chips come out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly. but we'll record it. We can always go back. We need to go back and listen to those shows. Exactly. Then we have to remember how to find it and which show we made the bet on. We can figure it out. But no, no betting. We're going to keep it clean. Okay. Lauren, you're next. So I'm going to take you over to a galaxy far, far away. So, uh, Disney announced the name of the new hotel experience in Hollywood Studios coming. It's called Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And they are, it's going to be a two-night minimum stay uh, where you're going to be aboard the Halcyon. Um, and you're going to have your own cabin. The cabin sleep anywhere from two to five people. Uh, you're going to have onboard dining, side excursions to like the Black Spire Outpost. Um, you're going to have ride experiences. Uh, you're going to check into a terminal and you're actually going to be in a cabin. And it's a very immersive um, hotel. I believe there's going to be characters and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Um, it's basically going to take you to this virtual hotel from what I can gather. Right. Wouldn't you guys say that that's what it's going to be? Like your own star cruiser. Right. So, um, yeah. It, it's what like steps, Steve. So you're looking at, uh, so if you're, these are the prices the that, yeah, that everybody's kind of going with. Uh, and they're saying that, you know, since this is still months or years away, uh, and depending on demand and et cetera, Years. et cetera, yeah, that these could go up or down, but this, this gives you an idea. So for, for one, they're, they're pricing at for a two night, three day stay for one is $3,300, uh, or just over $1,000 per person per day. So the, like she said, like Lauren said, they do sleep up to five. So if you maxed out a cabin with five, you would get a relatively uh, cheaper price on the cabin, uh, which would be seven thousand two hundred dollars, or about a thousand four forty per person. Uh, or so you're that, better off inviting your friends. Yeah, so you're per person per day on that is four hundred and eighty. Um, so now the the cabins come in two different sizes. So that's the smaller regular cabin, and then there's a larger kind of captain's quarter cabin that prices. There's no rumored prices on the larger cabins yet. There's 32 regulars uh, of the cabins. And then 
the larger first class cabins. I believe there's two on each level. So that's what Which means 64. it's going to sell out within 10 seconds of it opening. Six, so that's like about 68 um, total rooms on the uh, thing. So we'll see. And the Go cool ahead. thing is, is each cabin has a view of the galaxy. And it's like virtual. It's, it's changing and you're seeing different things when you're going from place to place. Mm -hmm. Which I think is kind of cool. It'll be interesting. Yeah, if yeah. you if sometimes you get motion sickness just like on the cruise ship. So I would pick a lower level middle if it was me. You're a dork. To not get <laughs> sick. I want to be the captain. Yeah. And um so you know, you gotta think it's um <laughs> since it's a three day, two night experience, you know, think of this as a three day cruise, it's right? A two day, two day experience. Two, two day, two night, two day experience. It's not possible. That's what well, it said. They're uh, kicking you out pretty quickly. Yeah. So you so it's two day, two night. I mean, you arrive one night, you arrive on the first, and then you get the second and the third, and you check out the third day. Yeah. So you're you're getting kicked out first thing in the morning. So it's kind of yeah, like a well, half yeah, day, I would say whole day, half 11. day. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, we'll like, you're not going to get a full day experience. So they're not calling it a three day. They're calling it a two night, two day. I, I definitely read that somewhere. I could be crazy though. Okay. We all know that. I don't know. Maybe the whole reset takes longer and they need to kick you out earlier. Maybe it's a nine o'clock checkout. Well, I'm sure. Well, that's how they do on the Disney cruise. They take you off at like 8 a.m. Yeah. And I'm sure they can pick and choose how they want to do that. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier when they specify... How many nights, like on a cruise, instead of saying how many days? I don't know. Yeah. Confusing. Okay. My turn. You're up. I'm up. So there is going to be another hotel slash DVC coming. This is going to be Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. It will be positioned... Um, between Fort Wilderness and the Wilderness Lodge. So one can probably safely assume that it will be on uh, a boat line to the Magic Kingdom. And uh, it's going to be more of a classic hotel lodge. It'll have some A-frame buildings and then some treehouse suites. And then there's going to be a bayou where they're going to have, you ready for it? Princess and the Frog table service experience. Down on the bayou. Yep. Don't get me started. It'll happen. Come um, on, Lisa. Dig a little deeper here. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, boy. No. Um, then, so that's going to be, uh, should be ready in 2022. And it'll it'll have views of Bay Lake. It'll be right on that that bayou. Like, they'll, they'll create a bayou. And I wonder if it'll be a blue bayou. Only if it passes you really fast. Yes. So, new hotel coming, 2022. Lots of stuff in 2022. Well, lots, lots of stuff, stuff in 2021 next, and yeah. 22. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just not going to stop. So, all right. Who is next, Steve? Okay. So, we talked about this a little before, but there's a, a couple of little new pieces. So, Epcot 
the illumination systems going away. We saw the shirts. Lauren modeled them. I think there's probably one on the mouse chat. They did. Two yeah. thumbs up. Yes. Bye-bye. The, there's the Epcot Illuminations going away shirts and other merchandise, uh, which will be going away with Epcot at the end of this month uh, in September for the beginning of October 1st for Epcot Forever, which is going to last how long? He's, he's getting louder. How long is Epcot Forever going to last, Lisa? Forever. Two Two years. <laughs> Lauren wins. All right, fine. Yes. So Epcot Forever will last a couple of years uh, is what we're hearing. And then Harmony Us, capital on the U.S. I'm excited for that. Not going to lie. For, for Harmonious. So Harmonia, Harmonious uh, will be the final replacement after Epcot Forever. Uh, although doesn't it doesn't last forever. Yeah. Although it is an interesting name with potentials of budget cuts and things like that uh the epcot forever could last a little longer than intended like other disney things but we will see but um harmonious is going to have like custom led panels which would be nice because i'm um we'll see how those do versus the water screens and there's going to be your fountains and your lasers and your pyrotechnics and all of that kind of stuff as well so that'll be the new show in a couple years but epcot forever october 1st uh starts with just a little spark from the music I remember uh, when I heard it. Oh, wow. It's been a long time now. And there's going to be kites and jet skis and all kinds of unique things uh, for the first show. So I'm excited. Cool. It'll be cool. It's about time. So both shows, we'll have to see both. A celebration of the music of Disney. Yes, which is nice for the um, Epcot Forever. And probably her now, I, I, okay. I have to interrupt just a minute here, uh-huh. and the reason why is because Ep- I, I think all of these announcements are fantastic, <laughs> but Epcot is drifting further and further away from what it initially was. Mm, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna I put agree. it out there. Yeah, I don't think with all this new stuff coming, it could drift any further from. Um, and here's the thing, it does need an overhaul. It, it does. I mean, oh, oh it a, does. It, there's no, no doubt, doubt about it. it needs an overhaul. Um, you know, the countries to me, I love you. Yeah, to me, there's nothing wrong, wrong there, but future world definitely needs a little enhancing. So I get it and I get the need to put the characters in. So the kids relate to it and want to go to the park. I, I get it, but I, I feel like it's so much change all at once. And it's not like, okay, we're going to do this project now. And then two years later, we're going to announce this project. It's like, we're going to do these 50 changes in the next three years. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot of overhaul in a very short amount of time. Yeah. And I believe they they realize the, the, in recent years, the biggest revenue source for Epcot has been the festivals. Oh, 100%. There's no, and they're getting a huge festival center for it now. Exactly. Which is somebody's no. story. Whose story is the festival center? Or do we want to wait, Lauren, Lisa? Is it down somewhere? It's down for It's me. Is it a ways? Yeah. I don't know. We could, we, I'm going to say we, we, we can move it up or we can, we can circle back later. We'll circle back. We'd like to do it. All right. Yeah. When you get to there, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my two cents on Epcot. We, and then do we have uh, the story that has the Nate, the lands that they're broken into now? Yeah, that's a part of the stories. All right, cool. All right, so I won't, I won't jump on those. Okay. Right. So Sharpie, Sharpie, 
XRP is up. Uh, and we are headed over to Cherry Tree Lane. Wait. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, to have a visit with with uh, the lady herself, Ms. Mary Poppins. Uh, so this is the the first uh, Mary Poppins attraction. Uh. And is headed to the UK Pavilion at Epcot. Uh, Most details have not been announced. Uh, The the rumors that are circulating the interwebs uh, range all the way from a uh, Jolly Holiday-themed carousel to a dark ride. Hmm. I would go with the carousel. So the 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 other element of this rumor, uh, not the, and and by rumor I say the type of attraction, is that you're not going to find the original Julie Andrews Mary Poppins. Oh, it's going to be the new updated one. Correct. Got it. Uh, Julie Andrews, from what. All sources gather would never agree uh, to be represented in likeness in the park. Uh, Of course, Disney has has full control over the character of Mary Poppins, uh, but not the likeness of Julie Andrews herself. Hmm. So that explains why there's never been a Mary Poppins attraction uh, featuring the original that makes sense. And it also makes sense as to the timing and release. Wait, of the wait, movie. wait, wait, wait. What about Great Movie Ride? That was her likeness. Yeah. But that wasn't a, that wasn't a full attraction though. No. That that was like a it was a little feature. Yeah, like a a a, a drive by. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so yeah. Yeah, she 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 had a. I, I would say Mary Poppins had a cameo in the Great Movie Ride. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, not much more than that, because it wasn't even like, it was just her. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh. well, I'm so kind of excited exciting. for that. Yeah, I think that's I, I am, cool. I am as well. And she's super popular. <laughs> this is the first time I'm more excited for a carousel than I am for a dark ride. I could, I, I could handle the kids riding a carousel, but. I think they're going to do a carousel because they want to draw the parents into the food areas. Yeah. Go ride that again. Yep. Billy, go ride that again. Yeah. We're going to be in France having a Grand Marnier slushie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Catch we're up with us later, one, kids. Take do, you the, we can, do you think we can make it to China in time? I think yes. we can get back there and back. The yep. Exactly. How long is that wait? 30 minutes. We got this. Just take, <laughs> take the channel to France when you're done riding. They really should do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's like Harry Potter. That, Just that take be, the channel. Pretty funny. It's an extra ticket to take the channel. <laughs> uh, My question is: Will we see or hear from Admiral Boom? <laughs> I I I think that feature needs to be in the land because he he was featured in the new movie. So that it could very easily happen. This is, this I is believe uh, Admiral Boom and Mr. Binnacle need to need to make an appearance in. Too funny. Uh, a, a very timely appearance, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, we'll I, see. I think that would go over quite well, and and I think that's something that 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 the Disney parks are missing. Is a uh, well, I, I have to. I take that back. Magic Kingdom has the clock tower uh, at Pinocchio's Village House. Mm-hmm. I think Epcot needs. I think Epcot needs Admiral Boom. <laughs> Too funny. Twice a day, eight a.m. and six p.m. <laughs> Too funny. I can't. Okay, Sharpie's not allowed to submit any more suggestions. Oh, no. come on. No, this is why on. Disney doesn't take us seriously. No. Nope. Okay. All right. I no, there's many other reasons why, but you know, we'll go with that one. I think it needs to happen. You, have you can to dream, you, right? You can I think, dream. I think, I just think it would be such a, a, a cool feature of the land that, that is such a recognizable sequence from the movie every day, 8 a.m., 6 p.m. Oh, boy. So the big question here is with all these new attractions coming to uh world showcase will world showcase continue to open at 11 a.m every day Mm. i don't know well i think if they put some more e-ticket rides in there it's gonna have to if you're gonna have ratatouille frozen and that mary poppins ride i would say eventually they're going to have to just open that area early yeah Interesting. That's a good, good question. Right. Yeah, because they used to open at the same time, and then Epcot was on the down. Yeah, and then it went, it went down, and it was like, all right, let's just open this park in stages. But now, the rebirth of Epcot, I could see, like you're saying, Trippy. I bet they open at the same time once the crowds are back. And the the really cool thing uh, in making the announcement. uh, Bob Chappick brought uh, Dick Van Dyke to the stage, uh, and Dick Van Dyke received the longest standing ovation at D23 this year. So I think that's very telling as to how iconic uh, the he's Mary so, Poppins movie is. And, and, and he's and, adorable. Oh, he is. I, it's just, and I'm so glad, so glad that he appeared in the new movie because he did such an amazing job. Yeah, agreed. He's pretty cool. He's timeless. Uh, Yeah, I think a a Jolly Holiday Carousel would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. Yeah, I do too. Even more fun would be the Magic Chalk Work. Ooh. If they did something cool with Chalk. we did have our own Mary Poppins on this trip. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Right, Steve? Oh, I'm not no comment. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve sauntered through the parks with his parasol. It was so hot. Yes, I was like, I've got this umbrella. I'm opening it. He was the only one. I know. It was really and, funny, and we legit made fun of him for it two was days. So ridiculously hot. <laughs> we harassed him sufficiently. Even with the and umbrella, I, it was and hot. I kind of feel like that's not going to end. I'm not going to lie. The harassing or me opening my umbrella when I walk through the park? Both, actually. I, it could happen. <laughs> that was my best takeaway from this last trip. But anyway. It was hot. It was really hot. All right. Okay. Who's up? Lauren. Oh, Lauren's up. Me. Okay. Did we, we already All hear right. from you? <clears throat> what? Didn't we already hear from you? Well, yeah. It's our second round of stories. All right. Here we go again. Boy, am I already that exhausting? No, I'm just that tired. <laughs> We're not even so, halfway done. 
Oh no. Yeah. We got a ways to go. We're this is an all nighter. Um, so, <laughs> uh, in Epcot, we're back in Epcot again, uh, world nature, which is one of the new sections of future world, which I don't even know if it's going to be future world anymore. Um, is going to include a journey of water inspired by Moana. It's an interactive, magical living water setting. So it's going to be like a walkthrough experience with different kinds of waters. And it kind of sounds like an advanced splash pad to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I think that's I think that's what they're going for. It's going to kind of be in between the land pavilion and seas with Nemo, I believe. That's kind of the way it reads in the description. Um, yeah. So the take- trail is going to lead towards seas with Nemo pavilion. Um, it's going to have a number of water features and be a child-friendly experience. So that kind of makes me feel like it's the splash zone. Um, it looks pretty. The artwork looks nice. Yeah, it looks pretty. I don't really know how necessary it is. I feel like it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be good for when it's hot out, probably. Uh, it's probably going to give a little bit more shade in Epcot, which is nice. Because it looks like they're going to put in a lot of trees and vegetation. Yeah. So. They're getting rid of that whole Communicore building. So I guess I think it starts somewhere around there and goes and over. And it phases backwards. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Uh, is the Inven- I, I always have trouble remembering Interventions East, Interventions West. Yes. It's one of those. It's the one on the right. The right hand side is going to be completely. In. Yes. Completely different. Well, because they're going to do. Demolished. They're going to move Starbucks back further, right? Yes. Yeah, Interventions West. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I think it's going to be pretty, you know, with Disney, you could never get a picture in your head of what they're looking to do. Like I, I, I go back to this all the time, the hub in magic kingdom, we were all like, Oh, they're going to ruin it. They're, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It gives so much more space to watch the fireworks. Um, yeah. In the end, I think it was it was great to move traffic through, mm-hmm. you know, and we were all like, oh, it's going to ruin it. But in the end, Disney's vision is always greater than what we really realize. So the fake grass is actually one of my favorites now. Me, too. I love sitting on that that grass with a <laughs> plaza yes. American ice cream. And it's at Epcot. It's all over Epcot now, too. And it's at some of the hotels, too. And at Epcot, we were sitting there on the grass and. The people were, uh, were, I was like, yeah, this grass is much nicer now that it's fake. And the people are like, this is fake. And I'm like, yeah, it's fake grass. Duh. But it's so, it looks so nice. I mean, I really hate to say. It's so, it's so perfect. It looks so perfect. But with that many people, it would never look that perfect. So, yes. It would be all muddy and gross. Yeah, it would be muddy and awful. So, it looks nice anyways. All right, sorry. Who's up? Um, Oh, I am. Go ahead. I'm going to throw in there that one of my neighbors in her backyard, she has the fake grass. She has AstroTurf. Pretty cool. Mm. All right. So mine is, what's my next one? Oh, we, we, we're going to France. We. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, he, he, he. <laughs> um, so we're going to sing along. Okay. I've got to drop that because it's really not right. Um, there will be. A Beauty and the Beast sing-along coming to the France Pavilion. And I'm excited because they have great I feel like they've been teasing this for two years now. Mm. They they have. But they're going to keep 
teasing uh, till it comes out. But it's not replacing Impressions de France. Um, Not quite sure which songs they're going to use because they're going to supposedly um, Don Hahn is the producer for the animated and the live action films. And this particular sing-along is going to be created by him as well. So I don't know which way he's going to go with this or maybe a mix. Well, and it comes out soon, right? Uh, let's see. I think it's it January, out, 2020. Yeah, it's going to be soon. Yeah, beginning of the year. Um, so now we have uh, beauty and the beast in three of the four parks. We've got uh, this one in Epcot. Magic Kingdom is going to have Enchanted Hollywood Tales. Studios one's going to close. Well, it's here. I don't think they'll overlap, though. But um, Beauty and the Beast, forever popular. I hope they and then, do the jokes and, and the wise cracks like they do with Frozen. Yeah, I hope they spin it. Um, they would and I have hope to. it's air-conditioned. Yeah, they would have to. But that would be a big theater. That's a huge addition, and I don't know how they're going to do that. Or where they're going to put it. Well, and then there's also uh, the Ratatouille. Remy's Ratatouille is opening uh, next summer, right? Mm-hmm. In France. So France has taken off. And a new restaurant. Did you see that? Um, La Creperie. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So we don't have that little stand anymore? We'll have a real I don't know. Creperie? It says a new restaurant, though. So maybe a lot of sweet and savory options. Ooh. Yeah. Yummy. I'm wondering if they're making the gelato and all that all one spot and making it bigger. Maybe like a little French courtyard. But they're calling it a restaurant. Mm. So. Well, the building that they're building for the new attraction maybe has all that. Maybe housing it. that. Yeah. With every all three of those things would be awesome. Well, Beauty and the Beast has to be there sooner because that's not opening till summer, and Beauty and the Beast is opening in January. Yeah, but I would imagine it's a lot easier to put together a uh, sing along. Yeah, yeah, than just about anything. Very cool. Okay, Steve, you're up. So you know, it's been a long time since Canada's gotten anything new, and the O Canada film is it Martin Short. Yeah, he's going away. At least I, I think don't he's. I think go- I've ever watched that. Oh, it's, oh, it's the best! You got to go watch it now. Oh, you're no, not going to be can't. able to see it nope. because it's the apple, whatever or- apple yep. orchard. Oh, it was funny. I actually think the apple orchard is a better use of space. You I'm never saw lie. it, so you don't even know. <laughs> well, it's revenue generating. So I'm sure they like that. The old Canada film is going to be Canada far and wide, since it's so much larger than it was when Martin Short did his film. So now it's the it's in uh, Circle Vision 360, and uh, it's coming out as well in January of 2020, not to be outdone by France. And uh, it'll be over there in the Canada Pavilion right now where the Appleseed Orchard is for the Food and Wine Festival that we were at a couple of days ago. Do we want to say anything about that? Uh, it's air-conditioned, and it was lovely. <laughs> and it was... It was- it was nice. It was it's nice one of, from the rain. It was one of the few new uh, areas. So you just go in the Circle Vision 360 from uh, the exit, and they're serving wine flights on the left and cider flights on the right, and you can get a cheese board on the left, and you can get popcorn and a plastic apple 
on the right. Apple flavor. What would we pumpkin. do with a plastic apple? I don't know. It, it just looks it looks cute, but then you're like, what do I do with this later? I'm um, confused by that. Yeah. But it was really nice in there. It was a and you have the lean rails <clears throat> for leaning and putting your food on. I loved that actually. Yeah, so you have the little space to kind of eat. It was nice. And those were probably there anyway. They probably just put the boards in the middle. Yeah, I think. I think so. I agree. I think it was a great use of space. Yeah, so go see the new <laughs> the new film, January. I was hoping that they would have uh, like a kid's cider, but all their cider's hard. This year. Yeah, the wine flight was good. Okay, Sharpie. And we had to another land and talk about another film. Uh, so they have announced a new film that is coming to the China Pavilion uh, on this trip. I made sure to go see the current film in the China Pavilion. I've seen it before. Uh, it is also one of the Circle Vision 360 films. Uh, however, if you recall uh having watched either the one in canada or the one in china um each screen was a separate separate screen uh this new technology that is rolling out as part of the new film in china uh is going to be a seamless circle vision show so it's the the first uh first to be filmed uh in this type so pretty awesome um uh disney imagineer tom fitzgerald uh is the one that, that made the announcement and that they're working on this for the china pavilion at epcot uh and really when you when you <laughs> when you examine the film that's currently in place i am i am quite sure china has changed especially urban china has changed quite dramatically uh since uh you know, the opening of Epcot. Because <laughs> I, I, to be fair, the film has, I believe it has been updated once since the opening of Epcot. Um, but not not too much. So, I, and, and I, th I think the, the thing that I am really, really not going to miss most, uh, as I've mentioned many times with uh, Soren before they upgraded its, its projection system, is moving away from actual film projectors. Uh, because the digital technology, of course, is going to be far more, far more lifelike and far more immersive than seeing uh, hairs and and lint roll across the uh, the screen as the as it gets static clung to the film. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're going to be sharing more about it as uh, it continues to develop because uh, it is currently. Uh, working on currently working on the storing line and beginning to plan for the filming. Very so, yeah, nice. Pretty exciting. New films. New right. films. Updating World Showcase. All right. Moving along. Lauren, you're up again. Okay. So next up is back in Epcot again. That seems to be where a lot of the changes are coming. Um, is the Play Pavilion. And that's going to open in time for the 50th anniversary at Disney World, so October uh, 2021. And it's going to be an interactive metropolis, so where you can discover a city that's got games, activities, and experiences. And you're going to be able to connect with char Disney characters. 
Um, it looks really interesting. It's actually going to take over the Wonders of Life Pavilion, which is now the Festival Center. And it looks it looks interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if a whole pavilion is needed for that, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to be super interactive and pretty cool. So I'm is, sure that, it'll be good. is that the new house for all the character interaction and meet and greets, do you think? Maybe, I don't know. Since they're getting rid of that uh, uh, interventions where they the are interventions. Now. It could be. It could be they're going to house most of the character meet and greets there. And then the play is the extra. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. All right, Steve, get ready because mine's quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. So mine is simply referring to the proposed Space 220 restaurant. Uh, this is simply to confirm that that will indeed be the name. And there are some artist renderings or concept art out on the internet. So if you want to take a peek at it, you can. It looks very, it's pretty out there. It's, yeah, I'm kind of excited for that one. I'm not going to lie. It'd be cool. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be big, too. But it would have to be. Mm. Yeah. So, Steve. All right. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. Goodbye, Ellen's Energy Adventure. Uh, said nobody. But... <laughs> Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It's the coaster that you've seen over there uh, where uh, the uh, Ellen's Energy Adventure Pavilion used to be. Uh, and you could see when they were building it that it looked like it was going to launch at a really steep incline into from the Q building into the new structure. It's huge. I know, it's that massive. That building is huge. But even better <clears throat> for the thrill seekers. Uh, it's going to launch backwards. So it's going to be the first reverse launch into space coaster. And it is a family friendly attraction. I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, it's supposed to be a family friendly. So that that's means it, it's, that's what it says. But, it's going to be kid, little kid friendly. I would assume I not baby. Oh, not baby. Oh, but it's not I bet you it's be. 40 inches. I bet you it's not higher than that. Oh, for height, th- but I don't think it's, but I think it's definitely going to be like rock and roller coaster esque. Mm, then it can't be family friendly. I don't know. Because if it's going to launch backwards, it's not going to have any inversions. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll go upside down. Um, I bet you it's a 40 incher. We'll see. And the cool thing is that the coaster on the track itself instead of just going forwards it can rotate left right similar to like um the uh, omni mover in uh haunted mansion you know how it faces you where you want to see the story so if the action is on the left when you're zooming by it can tilt the coaster to the left and you could see it or to the right so we'll see how that plays into it or evidently a hundred percent backwards uh when you launch i'm not a fan of the of the backwards launch because it makes me nauseous so if I can get through the backwards launch, I think I might be all right. So we'll see how it does. But yeah, that'll be fun. That's going to be the, I think that's going to be the big e-ticket ride that Epcot still has not had until that opens. Which which also takes it away, I think, from the original Epcot, you know, idea of, of Epcot. Of just making it another park with more attractions but um and rides versus the edutainment that I thought sounded cool. But once you saw the ride once you were like, okay, 
They don't have to do that again. So I think that's why that kind of failed. Yeah. I mean, I loved motion, world of motion. Awesome. Fun. Yeah. Horizons really cool once or twice. I mean, they're all really cool, but then you're like, okay, what, you know, Ellen's, Ellen's energy adventure. And then they just, they're too expensive to update. So that one was a good nap ride. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Now the other, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to slide this, this little little tiny sliver of news in there. Uh Um, and, and specifically thinking about Epcot is the, the release of the new half-day tickets. Yeah. Oh, the Epcot after four pass, right? Is that what I, I heard some people were? Uh, no, th- well, this is, after yeah, two. This is, after two. Right? Noon. Or is it? Okay, wow, yeah. I'm totally yeah. off. <laughs> so it's afternoon. Yeah, that valid a- afternoon. Okay. So, and they're, they're offering... Um, uh, a two-day ticket, a three-day ticket, and a four-day ticket. Uh, so $88, $84, or $79 a day, plus tax, of course. Um, so, yeah, two-day ticket from $176. I, as, as, as we, as, as we, we kind of chatted earlier um, before the show on, on, online, um, is we have, we have clients who don't like to get up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah. So I'm anyway. one of those. <laughs> for for Just price for, for price Just wise, for it does save you some money. However, if you can get into the park, but it uh, does limit you. Yeah, if you could get into the park when it opens and wake and get up, um, you get so much more done because the crowds are light because everyone else shows up at eleven or noon anyways. Um, yep. and then you can get out of there when everybody else is coming in and and go or or get some lunch or something or get out of the heat or go back to the hotel and come back later. Um, you're kind of showing up when the largest crowds show up and at the, the, the heat of the day when it first starts getting really hot. So yeah, it seems to me that, 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 that there's definitely a market for this. Oh yeah. Um, business travelers and stuff there, there's definitely a market for, for people who want to spend, who can only spend half the day in the park um, or for families who just honestly, if they want if they want to experience Disney, Disney needed something to lure them in at a lower price point. Yep. And this is it. Yeah. Cause you always had the best intentions of getting up early and getting in there. And then, you know, you got kids and everybody slept right. in and, and then you got to get the bus and yeah. And then you get there at 11 or noon. So you might as well just get there at noon. But anyway, Lisa, sorry, sorry, sorry Lisa, to interrupt. We didn't have that. We didn't have that on our, on our roster. I, forgot but, but about I, I remembered that. I don't oh, even that, know where that, to pick it up from here. Sorry. Sorry. That was, that was mine. Okay. So technically we're on Sharpie again. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to toss this to Lauren for just a second. And, and what I want Lauren to do is introduce us to the new lands of Epcot. I'll pick it up and talk about some of the features of the different lands, but. Oh, do you know that? Do you we're, know that? We're news? moving away from from future world and world showcase. Right. And they're putting in now. Coming. I know some of them. I know one. Are you guys hearing me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
Okay, I didn't know. Um, so there's now going to be four lands, and you're still going to have World Showcase, um, but the future world side is going to break up into three uh, lands within it. You're going to have the World Discovery, which is going to be your test track and mission space in that side, and the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And then you're going to have your World Celebration, which is that whole area looks like it's going to be completely transformed. Uh, which is Spaceship Earth and the, where the fountains were and all that area. And then you're going to have the world of nature, which is going to be the living season, the land, and um, the journey into imagination areas. So I think it's interesting. I, I I kind of like the concept of where they're going with it. I'm a little sad about the the fountains, but I'm sure it'll be beautiful. Yeah, So so this entire redevelopment, uh, of of Epcot, of course, right now is actually starting with the entry plaza. Uh, so all of the um, the the uh, monoliths have been removed from the entry plaza. Uh, they are reverting the the fountain in front of Spaceship Earth uh, back to its origins. Uh, so with World Discovery, World Celebration, World Nature, and World Showcase. Uh, what what used to be future world and having the, the different pavilions on the left and the different pavilions on the right, all of that is being transformed into uh, the, the neighborhood concept. Um, so the whole concept of world celebration is the idea of storytelling uh, and how storytelling has united people throughout generations. Uh, we, we we pass stories down from generation to generation, from culture to culture, uh, and all of that is shared as as part of of one one world or one one celebration of of humanity. So, on on top of that, Spaceship Earth is being reimagined. Uh, and the, the the reimagining of Spaceship Earth uh, will, will, of course, have some changes to existing scenes, um, but a lot of the changes that are happening uh, will be on the downslope of the attraction, uh, where it currently goes through where you see the world up in the top of the uh, sphere, uh, and then you go through the whole sequence on touchscreens in your 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 ride vehicle. Uh, all of that is is going to be updated to the the, the continuation of the story of mankind um, and storytelling. Uh, at its at its very heart of of what it is and why story is important, uh, because if you really look, everything that Disney does is based around storytelling. Disney Imagineering, Disney Animation, uh, Disney Pictures, uh, Disney Films. It's all about telling a story. Nothing Disney does is without a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, and and always getting that backstory uh, of of what exactly is that experience. So the other big new element that is coming is is quite bold architecturally, uh, and it is it's pretty exciting. Um, it's a new pavilion uh, that is going to be further down the path uh, from. Spaceship Earth toured World Showcase. Uh, and what this is going to be is a three-level structure. Um, it's going to be 
an architectural gem, a full, full on modern design. Uh, it's going to feature a plaza level, uh, a middle expo level, and then a park in the sky, uh, which of course I can already speculate uh, that will offer wonderful dessert parties for nighttime experience on top of the park on the third level. Mm. Um, Cause that's something that Epcot right now does not have is kind of a, a secluded venue for those um, for the dessert parties. Uh, so this is going to be kind of like a, a party in the sky uh, uh, outdoor venue for, for small gathering type of like live music experience. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to, not only is it going to look cool and add like a different element to the park, but I think it's also something that, that Epcot has kind of needed for a long time, which is a dedicated festival center. Uh, yeah. And sort of that, 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 tent, yeah. that tent that they have back there. Yeah. That the, um, it's been there forever. The world, uh, yeah. world gate, no, not world gateway. Um, I know what you're talking about. I, I, yeah, I, I can't remember. What, I can't remember exactly what they call it, but, um, but yeah. So, so like, like I said, the the new entry plaza, um, it's a reimagined fountain, new pathways, um, really open green spaces. Uh, but then there's also Dreamers Point. Uh, so as you exit Spaceship Earth, there's a, going to be a whole new area. Uh, that will feature a statue of Walt Disney, something that Epcot doesn't have. Uh, and I, I think it's the, the, uh, the, the rendering of it, I think is really cool because it, had, it, it just features Walt in a seated position, looking out on, on what, uh, what Epcot is, which is, which is not exactly what, what Walt envisioned for Epcot. Yeah. I, I have a feeling it's, it's Walt, it makes me sad because it's yeah. definitely not his his vision. Right, it's nowhere Rem near it. Reminiscing what he envisioned for Epcot. Right. Um, but it's going to be filled with Disney magic and surprises. Uh, so all all sorts of different interactive elements. But there's also going to be a wishing tree, in an enchanted forest, and a story fountain that celebrates the power and music of iconic Disney storytelling. And do we know what I'm going to wish for? Wishes. Wishes. Nope. I'm going to wish for DTA to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we joked. D DTA is the, the, the travel agent portal that, that we, we have to access to uh, book and service client reservations. And sometimes it, you know, just sometimes, well. sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes on days that end in Y just doesn't work very well. well yeah. Sharp, 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 but it's a good time. I think, but like, like, mm -hmm. uh, like Lauren said earlier, this, this is also uh, going to be kind of the gateway over to, to, um, to nature world. Um, so, and then the pathway into that is going to be the Moana, um, Moana attraction, uh, the, uh, the story of water. Yeah. You know, you have the backside of water over at Magic Kingdom. So you might as well have the story of water over at Epcot. True. I, Sounds like you're all washed up, Sharpie. I don't know. I know. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm, I'm excited uh, but, uh, about this. There's also we'll going say. to be a new film in the Land Pavilion, and that is going to be Awesome Planet. 
So it's going to feature the um, just the the beautiful views and diversity, um, and and the the story surrounding this this one planet that we share. And of course, that's debuting pretty soon. So that's going to be in January of 2020. Uh, so they're going to have to give the um, uh, the Ghirardelli, uh folks the boot because that's who's currently occupying what was the uh, Circle of Life Theater. Mm -hmm. So now it's going to be awesome planet. I don't know. So Sharpie, I, I'm, I'm glad because we talked about this a little earlier in the show that, um, you know, instead of doing it kind of piecemealed, I guess by doing it all at once, they have this kind of whole themed idea. Um, although they, they've basically just taken what's there and, and named it into a, you know, because on, on the right is, uh, the land pavilion and the sea pavilion. So that's nature. So let's call that nature. And then on the left is futuristic things. So let's name that, uh, something that has to do with the future. And then we'll make the beginning, the journey of mankind, because that's what spaceship earth is. And that's where the, and we'll have a festival area. So they've kind of just named it what it already is without, as opposed to where it was specific symbols for energy and imagination and things like that before. Um, but that does give them some direction, I guess. And, and when they go and place new things into those different neighborhoods. So we'll see. So it's, it's coming together, but it's definitely a, uh, a theme park, I think more than a, uh, experimental community of tomorrow but but that's the way it's kind of led it just never made any money or, or worked as a uh, world's fair as it was like a permanent world's fair but then it didn't change enough to uh make it interesting so the rides will bring the people in yeah okay so next it's kind of Steve, we're going to have to work together on this one because mine is just a little tiny part of yours overall. Okay. So I'll introduce it. Well, mine I have just have, I just have the uh, Avengers piece, I believe. What do I have? Yes. You have Avengers. Yeah. But I only have this. Avengers headquarters, which is going to simply be, you know, they're going to have a, a big attraction, an e-ticket attraction, and the Avengers headquarters is going to be featured as the entrance to the attraction. And that is um, expected to come out in 2020 this over is... in Disney California Adventure, which is in Anaheim. So California. Yeah. And I thought I read that was coming out summer, right? Uh, I didn't catch a season. I thought I read 2020, summer 2020 for. Okay. I'll take you on that. Adventures. So as part of that, there's a ride through attraction which is going to have Spider-Man as the uh, main character. And I've got, this is it's opening at the Avengers campus. It says it's beginning in 2020 at Disney California adventure. Uh, and then later at Disneyland Paris, if you ever head over there, so you'll have something new to do there as well. Um, and I, you can tell I've never seen one of these movies because there's going to also be a test kitchen. The P Y M is that him? What's PYM? Anybody who's seen? I don't the, know because I'm right there. I've with seen them, but it's, I don't know. It's PYM. PYM well, particles. Is that, is that also feature name? PIM test kitchen just as Ant Man? Oh, right. I didn't see Ant Man yet. So it's pronounced PIM. I'm working my way through them. All right. So it's pronounced, <laughs> it's pronounced PIM. So PIM Technologies 
uh, is going to have a way to grow and shrink food that could be useful in their test kitchen over there at Disneyland uh, as well. I do wonder that if it's a Spider-Man attraction coming, how is that going to work with um, the Marvel breakup? Don't the rules... Well, Spider-Man. Oh, because he's no longer part of. Correct. Um, what is the MCU? Is that what it's called, Sharpie? Um, I think so. Was it Spider-Man yeah, the, the with whole, Sony? Whole deal with Sony. Yeah. The whole negotiation with Sony fell apart. I still think that's going to work itself out. Uh, I, I, I. I have to agree because there's not like I, I everybody stands to lose. Uh, correct. And, and frankly, I think Disney stands to lose most. Right. Especially with an attraction coming to their park next summer. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're going to so. pay, <laughs> pay big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and the crazy thing is is I mean we've talked about this time and time again on the show, but but Disney now owns more of Universal's parks than Universal does. <laughs> yeah, genius. Yeah, exactly. Never thought we'd see uh, Marge Simpson as a Disney princess, but there it's she coming. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob's Burgers. That's a stretch. Like, I want a Bob's. Burgers. Oh come on! Come on, Bob's Burgers, Family Guy. So much that hasn't even been tapped. I'm so excited. Yep. All right. So, anyways, um, and then they'll have a uh, uh, Marvel meet and greets. So, Ant Man, Wasp, and others. Yeah, probably all the ones that are there now too will move into that area. Okay. Let's see. Sharpie. Hi again. You seem to be right on target with this one, Lisa. Oh my oh gosh. gosh! I can't. <laughs> No, I can't either. <laughs> so there, there was a four-legged, uh, a four-legged friend who's not a Disney character uh, introduced at the D twenty three conference this year, uh, and that is Bullseye, the Target dog. So Target is now in partnership with Disney, uh, and. I personally believe that this is an extremely strategic partnership. I agree. Um, October is going to see the introduction of 65 uh, in in the retail industry, what's known as a shop in shop. Uh, So a a Disney store within a target store. So a shop within a shop. Um, So just in time for the holidays, uh, there will be 65 of these um uh the 25 are going to be opening by uh, opening in October and then the remainder will be opening in in the, in the following uh 8 to 12 month time span um but 25 of these will be available for the holidays this year so traditional brick and mortar retailing is is suffering by all accounts. I mean, we've, we've seen more uh, companies go out of business, file for bankruptcy. People are buying more and more from their mobile devices, from their home computers. Uh, and I mean, th- this has been happening since since the mid, mid-2000s, uh, 2004, 2005. The, the, the threat to brick-and-mortar retail was beginning even, even as far as back then. So... 
where traditional brick and mortar retailing ha- has really struggled is attracting millennials in to shop. There isn't a brand that more personifies millennials and younger than Disney. Uh, so f- from from the from the mid 1980s until now, we've experienced the Disney decade. We've experienced the Pixar revolution. I mean, there have been a lot of characters in the lives of everyone right now who's over the age of of 25. Um, so when you really start looking at who's shopping, uh, the millennials with ha- having kids, the demand for Disney products is high. Uh, we've seen Disney partner with Pandora, uh, the jewelry company, not not the planet. You can go there too. Uh, Dooney and Burke, Coach, uh, LuLaRoe, Alex and Ani. I mean, all of these higher end brands uh, that are just exploding in terms of the retail potential, either in the park, outside the park, for people to get access to their favorite Disney characters. Uh, for a long time, Disney didn't do too much of this this high end strategic partnership with, with, with other retail establishments. Uh, there are current shop in shop experiences in, in some JC Penney stores. Um, but I believe that, that Disney also realizes that JC Penney is, uh, somewhat stranded on a deserted Island at this point in time. No, no offense to anyone, uh, associated with the JC Penney brand, but they have struggled to keep their head above water and to reattract a customer base that was, that was, that was lost through through some some very difficult uh, corporate decisions, uh, to put it politely. But anyway, the strategic partnership with Target is going to be big, uh, and also as part of that, it was also announced that there is a Target store coming to the 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 somewhat on site, somewhat off site Flamingo Crossing development. Um, that Disney owns, uh, which is just uh, immediately adjacent to to what we would consider Disney property. Uh, it is not inside the gates. I'm doing air quotes, as it were, uh, but it is it is still it is still Disney property. Uh, a lot of retail development happening uh, at Flamingo Crossing. It is meant to be uh, moderate to lower priced access to retail. So everything at Disney Springs is super over the top, high end retail, high price tag. The development of Flamingo Crossing is somewhat for the the more budget conscious shopper, uh, with more recognizable uh, and and more uh, consumer accessible brands like Target. So it's pretty exciting that 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 Disney has has kind of reached outside their normal sphere mm-hmm. uh, and and are developing this uh, flashy concept of of the Disney store within a Target store. Yep. Uh, so for those of you who have Starbucks in your Target, you will now have two places to spend money inside a Target store: Starbucks and Disney. Yep. In addition to the money that we all spend at Target, because you know, you don't go to Target not to buy something. Yeah, they're redoing. Just goes to Target to look. <laughs> our, our Target Sharpie, they redid 
and I think they're still redoing it. Um, you know, they've got giant tents outside where they're working on it at night. So they're redoing like the whole store and they're putting up a lot, a lot of these pop-ups in there. So there's like a, it's, it's, it might be an art of shaving or something like that. That was in there when I went in there that was done. Uh, there was that Magnolia, whatever with the chip and what's her name, you know, who do the Joanna, who do the uh, home Joanna Gaines. Yeah. So they have a Magnolia section, but they're basically, they take three to four aisles that would normally be there and they theme them. They're more like, uh, just a nicer display. They're, they're a little more than a nicer display, but there's not like somebody manning them selling that product. They just, they're like a mega display of that product as opposed to just shelves and shelves of random toys. It's a shopping experience. Yeah. So they, they're categorizing all the Disney stuff into one area and making it look nice in a three to four and then they get their own little custom kind of display section and it makes it look nicer and they, so they're dressing it up and then the rest of the target is the same, but you know, it's cleaned up, but it's aisles of, of whatever, but they're definitely putting in these little pop-up areas that make it feel more special. All right. Lauren. Me? Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of excited about this one because this one's about Cirque du Soleil and Disney Springs. I'm a huge fan of that show. Um, It did definitely get a little old and dated uh, after a while. So I was really glad that Disney was redoing it. And the one that's coming, that's going to be opening up on the world premiere will be April 17th. Previews are going to begin March 20th, 2020, and it's going to be a Cirque du Soleil show that combines Disney storytelling and the heart of the artistry of Cirque. And I think it's probably going to be something that's going to be characters and beautiful and and capture both hearts of both pieces. Yeah, you can so buy, I'm excited you can buy about tickets this. and tickets are on sale now so we can actually get you tickets, I guess. Yes, tickets are on sale and uh, previews start March 20th. So super excited about that. And it looks like they're actually remodeling some of the outside of it because we were just by there the other day. So they're prepping. Looks cool. All right. So you guys ready for some high energy? I guess. Whoop, whoop. Is there even more news? One more. Oh, my God. Lots more. Well, there's lots lots more, but we're only doing one. All right. Okay. So this is our final story. So Magic Happens is a new high energy parade coming to Disneyland um, Park out in Anaheim again, heading out to California. It's going to go down Main Street, USA, and it's scheduled to debut spring 2020. I actually figured out the season. (laughs) And it will feature such... um, Highlighted floats as Moana, and she's in her her boat, her canoe, her, and then um, she's got her waves. Coco is there as well with the Marigold Bridge. That's going to be another float. You've got Sleeping Beauty with the Fairy Godmothers, and um, it wouldn't be a, a true Disney parade if it didn't have Mickey and his pals, so they're going to be there as well. So it's going to be coming 
spring 2020 to Main Street USA in Disneyland Park in California. So now they have the Electric Light Parade. They have my favorite parade. Paint the Night. Paint the Night. And now they have this one. Where are they housing all these floats? And why can't know. they just give us Paint the Night? <laughs> give it time. I we, want we, yeah, we, we, Disney, we heard give that us rumor that, that Paint the Night is on its way. Disney, give us Paint the Night at Disney World. Yes, We're begging you. We need a nighttime parade. Yeah. Send it east. And I actually think it would do better in world because it's it's a little bit bigger. Like I think they struggle move. I think that's why that parade's on and off all the time. Oh yeah, they added floats to it. They added the incredible floats to it last. Right, time. but then it's off again. Yeah, the nice parade. They need to give us that parade. Send it to the East Coast. You can't possibly we, house we, all these parade floats. We we won't let uh, Thanos get near it. Exactly. That does it. You guys, we're done for today. Yes. That was a lot of that was a lot of news. Okay. A lot of news. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. You can send your comments and questions to us at comments at mousechat.net and go ahead and check iTunes. You're gonna find more of our shows over there. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.